Well, we're back another week. This is the Quintessential Mortgage Podcast. I'm Robert Miller, Vice President, Quintessential Mortgage. It has been another interesting week. Um, I've been looking forward to this podcast. There's so much to talk about. Last week, we touched on what's going on in the industry and how this coronavirus has affected so many things, and, and certainly it has. Uh, I'd like to say that in the last week, I think that we've seen things get a little bit better, and we have. Uh, you've seen some of the negative uh, guidelines that have gone into place get eased, get rolled back. Um, by no means are we where we were prior to this epidemic, but we're headed in the right spot. And and frankly, which is something I touched on last week because I really did feel it that it was time to to get back to life, to have people come back to work. Um, it's long enough. This shutdown was way, way long enough. And I'm happy to see that that really is what's happening nationwide for that matter. People are People are going back to work. People are out and about. People are driving around. People are outside. Uh, Maybe the downside is I'm seeing some traffic, but you know what? It's nice to see people out there. It's nice to see life returning to normal um, or as normal as it's going to be for a while. Um, And that's good news. And the mortgage business is incredibly busy. That has not changed. Um, If anything, we're going to start seeing it get busier. Um, week by week, month by month, because as the economy improves and people go back to work, you're going to have people taking advantage of historic low rates that are truly awesome. Um, And you add to that the people going back to work and the ability to go back and buy a home now that maybe someone put those plans on hold for a little bit because... If you're out of work or even if just the uncertainty of everything that's gone on, lots of people put their plans on hold and it could have even been selling their home. Um, So we're going to see a real estate boom. I almost have no doubt about that. We're going to see a refinance boom. No doubt about that. Uh, How long um, and how extreme it will get, that's going to be dependent on so many factors within the market. But I think it's going to be a very good time. A real busy time for quintessential mortgage. We're ready. We've actually, at a time when when others are letting people go, we have been hiring a lot of operational staff um, because, A, we're busier than we've ever been, and, and, B, we're preparing for what's going to be even busier than that. And it's important that we have the tools in place so that our clients – can continue to get what they expect from us, which is exceptional service, which is making sure that your loans go through the system fast. It makes sure that your loans close on time and all these things matter a great deal. Uh, I wanted to touch on something today that's an interesting subject and something that, that I have evolved on myself, frankly, over certainly over the last few months. And the concept is when taking out a mortgage, whether it's a purchase or a refinance, should you or should you not, quote unquote, pay points? It's a common term. Everybody has heard it. 
It's often considered like the bad word. Oh, what's your rate? No points. This, should I pay points? Um, and for the most part, my answer was always pretty, pretty straightforward, which was for primary residences, my, my typical answer was I typically don't like doing it. I think it's a waste of money. I think that to pay uh, a percentage of your loan amount, and in some cases, let's say 1% of your loan amount so that your rate is an eighth lower is silly. It's often done by people who just want to be able to look at their mortgage statement and see their rate is lower than their neighbor's rate. And that's sort of what I've always said or what I've called it. Um, that's changed. And this coronavirus has sort of springboarded that or, or really exposed it. And so the market is a lot different now. Now, I could be here till Christmas discussing some of the reasons why all this is. Um, but at the end of the day, does that really matter? No. What matters is what's the right move. And I am seeing more and more where I like the opportunities that my clients have with a rate buy down. Sometimes it's a point, sometimes it's a half point, sometimes it's a tiny bit. It's case by case and it's determined loan by loan as we price things out. Most people don't understand how rates work and that's just simply the reality. Uh, just the reality of how things are is that people think we go in and we type things together, we come back and say, okay, boom, this is this person, here's your rate. That's not how they work. Um, we don't get a rate generated for any particular circumstance. What we get is a range of rates because mortgages are all based on, on what we call at least pricing. And so when I give a particular scenario, a purchaser with perfect credit, putting 20% down, blah, 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 I will price that alone and I will get a range of, of rates. Let's say anywhere from 2.75 to 3.875, big, big range. And normally what we're looking for is what rate that we call par, the rate in which that's the rate you'll get and it won't cost you any money, nor will it give you any money. Um, and all along, it's always been available that we could go in and go down in rate and pay the difference. Sometimes it's a point, sometimes it's $50, sometimes it's very small. But for the most part in the world, you saw, you saw something to the effect of, let's say, a point for a quarter in rate was com uh, commonly what we saw. And the reality is that payment differences between a rate difference is not as extreme as people think. For every $100,000 of a mortgage amount you have, an eighth in rate is roughly $7 a month. And an eighth in rate is how mortgage rates work, uh, meaning three, 3.125, three and a quarter. 0.125 is an eighth. So for every eighth and for every $100,000, it's $7 a month. That's not that extreme. So on a given loan, sometimes if it could cost you three or $4,000 so that your mortgage payment is $30 less, it's not worth it. Um, there are so many factors involved in determining when you recoup that money 
tax deductibility is a difficult factor to even factor into that, how long you'll be on the loan. But what has changed now is when I go to this pricing engine and I look at someone's opportunity, we see some very extreme jumps that are that are astonishing sometimes. So you could go in on any given scenario and let's say 3.75 is is the rate that they could get at par, costing them nothing. And if you look at what else there is, there could be something crazy, let's say 2.99 for a point. That goes from something that I don't recommend to an absolute no-brainer. So that's what's crazy and that's why things have been different and things have been changing. Now, as I mentioned, mortgages are priced based on what we call pricing and there are adjustments to pricing and that's how we determine what kind of rate someone gets. Um, so in other words, what kind of factors do you, do you have to adjust the pricing of a mortgage? Credit score, the down payment size, the property type, um, the occupancy of the property. Are you buying an investment property or are you going to be living in this home? So, and there are too many to name. There are, are many, many factors. But the more riskier features of uh, or qualities of a loan and the more adjustments you're going to have in pricing, which is why, for example, an investment property will always have a higher rate than a primary residence because you'll go in and we'll pick the par rate as I sort of described. And if it was an investment property, there might be a 150 point swing because it's a non-occupied property. And that would mean that that rate that someone got as a primary residence for an investment property would cost them a point and a half or one and a half percent of their loan amount. Um, so what's interesting now is it makes this ability or this concept of should you pay points, it makes it go across the board because it's not just any one scenario. It, it serves numerous features. First of all, and again, as I said, it's, it's something that I determine loan by loan. So there's nothing that I predetermine um, for any particular client, but when we go in and we can see we price out a loan and you're going to be a half point lower in rate, um, five-eighths, three-quarters. Uh, sometimes I've even seen a full percentage in rate, which is, is just immense. Then it becomes a smart, a smart move, a good financial move, something that's going to pay off, something that... I don't even think is borderline. And obviously, one of the other problems that we've had with this whole crisis is it has exacerbated some of the problems of riskier loans. And I touched on last week the concept of this forbearance and why that was the springboard to a good portion of all the problems that we've had in this industry in the last few months. And Really, what it was is banks coming in and saying, hey, we need to mitigate our risk. So for everything that's considered riskier, they're making bigger adjustments. But that opens up an opportunity as well. 
because what you can do now is buy your way out of the problem. And that can often be a good move because, as again, as I said, if you're going in and if you have an uneducated loan officer, you can really suffer because they may not know or they may be, maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe they feel they don't know how to sell or someone's going to get offended or not want to work with them if you present an option where you're paying some money. That's silly. It's just a matter of what's best for the client. So you could speak to a a given loan officer who maybe is gun shy about this kind of subject and they'll type up the scenario and they'll look and look for the par rate and they'll say, okay, Mr. Smith, we can get you a 3.875. But if you look closely and 3.125 is available for what costs the person $1,000 or two or three, that's an absolute home run for that client, short-term and long-term. I mean, other than immediate selling of a home, which you shouldn't certainly refinance if that's the case. So you've got to be aware, and, and that is why I have sort of changed my opinion on this whole thing. And I will say that I was um, against buying down rates and paying points, and now I'm very much for it. But I'll always give a caveat that I'm for it in the right circumstances. I'm not always for it. And of course, I'm always going to determine if it makes sense. But right now in this market, it really does. And for those people who aren't discussing that in their mortgage process, they're losing out. And that's why you need to make sure you deal with a professional. And that's the broken record that I say all the time, which is deal with someone uh that you trust, that came recommended, that has good reputation. Frankly, I think the decision's real easy. If everyone in the world would just use me, everyone would get the greatest loans in the world and we'd have no problem. But there are a few people who opt not to use me every once in a while. And so we have to make room for other loan officers in the world. And, you know, that's just that's just how it is. Um, but what matters is dealing with someone who's trustworthy and educated and knows what they're doing so that they can discuss these type of things with you. Um, because if you don't, you lose out. And cost is probably the biggest factor in a refinance and what scares people the most about a refinance or even a purchase. How much is it going to cost me? And that's such a misunderstood concept. Now, I'll do another show purely on cost because there's a lot involved in it. And one of the biggest factors that I've mentioned before is that when you look at a disclosure statement and you see what your aggregate cost is, it scares people. And it seems to be that it's much higher than they initially, uh, that they initially anticipated. Why is that? It's because of something called prepaid items which is nothing more than your real estate taxes, your homeowner's insurance, and those aren't actual fees. Those are things you're paying anyway. But that's for another conversation. That's for a later day. Right now, I would say that people need to take the opportunity to reevaluate their mortgages. Um, there, there really should not be a single person with a mortgage who doesn't at least evaluate their opportunities, their options, for a refinance, maybe it's 
Maybe on a small case, it's not going to be worth it. But the truth of the matter is that it doesn't cost anything to find out. And the opportunities are historic right now. And no one can dispute that. The fact that we're seeing 30-year fixed rates that are, um, in many cases, in the twos is, is, is hard for me to absorb, frankly. Um, and this is not going to be something that lasts forever. So it's really something that everyone really needs to take advantage of um, and save themselves a fortune and, and do it now when you can. No one knows how long this will last. I do think rates will be strong for a long time. Um, I think the remainder of the year. But do I have a crystal ball? Do I know that for certain? Of course not. So when the opportunity is there, you need to take it. And that's why I recommend give me a call. Uh, shoot me a message, send me an email, give me a text, and let's sit down and let's talk about your options. And if it's not me that you deal with and someone else that you know, give them a call and discuss and go over it and let them know. And don't just stay away or shy away because you're concerned, hey, I don't think I'll qualify because let's say, you know what, I was laid off and I just went back to work last week, so I don't think I can get a loan. That's not true. Um, don't make assumptions uh, without knowing the facts. And there's really no way to know the facts other than speaking to a professional because there are things you can do. There are ways of refinancing. Certainly, even if you were uh, laid off during this uh, corona crisis, there are ways of refinancing even if you opted to go into the forbearance. Now, there are a lot of different caveats and rules to these things and that's why i speak to a professional but again please don't ever make an assumption take a look at your options and absolutely you will not regret the potential savings that can be in front of you beyond that i think i've said it i think i've talked this subject to death i hope everyone has a great weekend I'm looking forward to a very, very busy June, a, a nice full month of June where maybe everything will be open and life will start returning back to normal, which is so needed uh, in, this, in this country right now that, that I think everyone can smell it, they can taste it. It's just time to bring life back. Have a great weekend. Enjoy time with your family. When you need anything about a mortgage, look me up or look up uh, any one of our loan officers at Quintessential Mortgage. Take a look at our website. We're growing. We're doing great things. And we'd love, to, we'd love to help you out and have you aboard. So once again, have a great week. We'll do a podcast next week. And uh, what we'll talk about, who knows? We'll see what happens. Speak to you soon.